All right, hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Back to the Box Buster. My name is Gaius Bowling. Uh, yeah, I'm recovering from uh, watching the Super Bowl yesterday. I'm sure. Uh, yeah. The same way. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um, good win for the LA Rams, and uh, yeah. it's uh, always fun to be in the town and the city that winners are in. So Super Bowl was here. Everyone was having a good time, and I think that we all, definitely, both of us, got to enjoy the the fruits <laughs> of that. The festivities. <laughs> there were there were too many too many beers and too many shots. Lots of celebrating. It was fun. It was a good yeah. game, too. Yeah, the game was really good. I'm glad that it wasn't like like a blowout or anything like that. Everyone's anxiety was like on high for most of it. It's pretty interesting. Uh, yeah, but there was something was else. Good, really though. Fun. I think we had. Um... <laughs> yeah, I think. I mean, there was some golf on. There was like the waste management tour, which was cool. The puppy bowl. Definitely. <laughs> the puppy bowl. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Poppy Bowl, but definitely a lot of, uh, it was definitely a football-filled weekend. Yeah, I heard that Snoop Dogg actually did some of the Puppy Bowl with Martha Stewart and then did the halftime show. So he was around all weekend <laughs> in the best way. Yeah, man, he's, I will say he's um, definitely not hard to find a job. He's definitely not looking for jobs very much. I mean, not he's always doing stuff, which I respect a lot about him. Yeah, and I want to just say that uh, the halftime show was a hundred times better than the one from last year with the weekend. Like I'm a I'm a big weekend fan. I love his music, but that was just I remember being with Owen last year and we were just like at our friend's house watching it and I was like, this is just not good. Like, like how is he sucks. so good? It's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this was yeah. like a, a this was a it great was celebration funny. of like uh celebration of like hip hop and like you know, just like a really cool for like I guess my generation, not so much yours, but I mean, you were so cool. You probably enjoyed it too. But like everyone was joking that yeah, like- Yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed it. Someone put on Facebook, like, I'm going to start telling like people how old I am based on like, I was the target demographic for the Super Bowl halftime show. So that's how that's, that's how they'll yeah. know. I, I'm between the ages of 35 yeah. and 40 something. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, I mean, it was just really good to see that. I don't know. I really enjoyed the fact that First time hip hop's been sort of the center of the Super Bowl, and uh, especially with the demographic that typically watches the Super Bowl um, and, and reaching such a wide range of people, and and having some artists that everyone respects a whole lot and have been at the top of their game for such a long time, and, and having them come back, it, it sucked because I was making jokes with some of the friends that I was watching it with. It's like no matter what, I was gonna feel sad that it was over because they all got to play one song. Yeah, each of them, ha- each of them have like thirty plus amazing so songs. Bangers, right? it's just <laughs> so like, you can't just pick. I mean, you have to pick one for them to all be a part of it, but. Yeah. It was just really hard to not be like, ah, I mean, it's a football game that's surrounding this awesome concert. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like, I was just like, I was like, Eminem has to do Lose Yourself. I couldn't think of anything else that he could do that would be appropriate. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> for the, no, absolutely not. I, I actually was wondering if, like, the NFL was worried at all, if their finger was on the button, just kind of like, uh, just in case. Because these, oh, yeah. these, oh, yeah. these people aren't necessarily suitable for, like, daytime, like, family TV. But I think it mm-hmm. kind of went off without a hitch and everyone, like, performed respectively and it wasn't like there's no janet jackson moment uh, or anything like that so i i but i do wonder if they yeah. were worried like if they were just like oh i don't know like please don't curse please don't do I this mean, they still <laughs> they, they still uh i think they actually did bleep out or at least silence the line where dr dre says and we still don't love the police like we still oh, don't love yeah, the yeah. or something like that they right, did right. silence that out because i noticed that i could see his lips moving but he didn't say it right and so Still ain't got no love for police or whatever that is, whatever that line is. Yeah, so I know I, they definitely. You know what? I think Dr. Dre did say that there were minor changes that the NFL wanted and the network wanted, but it wasn't mm-hmm. enough for him to be like, "Oh, like this sucks. I don't want to do it." I mean, they, he was. They were fine making like the changes that were necessary, I guess. You know, because you know it is a family 
it's a family uh, event. So I get yeah. it. I totally, totally get it. Yeah. And then also uh, probably telling probably telling Eminem he can't rap about killing people, eating people, and um, <laughs> just like bodily harm. So I, I think that, like, that was that was probably a. They went through. His, I swear. I feel like they went through his track list. They were like, "You have one inspirational party. Get up, get up, and get out there." Song is this one. You can only do this one. <laughs> like, don't. Hey, and, 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 and everyone. Got, I also thought it was cool. Like at the, at the bar we were at, like the waves of like the applause kept growing with each person that came out. Like it was just like everyone got more and more hyped with each person that came out. And like ending it with Eminem mm-hmm. was like I thought was a great choice, especially with a song like that because everyone loves. Yeah. Everyone loves Lose Yourself. And it was cool. Yeah. Seeing- I mean, and he may not be a billionaire, but he's got one more Oscar than any of us. And he, does. I, he does, which is crazy. That, like, of all people, <laughs> he definitely has an he Oscar. Has. I definitely think he deserved it for that, though. Eight Mile's still one of my all time right. favorite movies. And I, I think it's just- so crazy, too, because the re- he didn't go to the Oscars when he was nominated for it because he didn't think he was going to win. Like, he was just like, the Academy's not going to give me an Oscar. Mm-hmm. So I think it was like the Academy Awards two years ago, or maybe like, somewhere like close enough, like, somewhere in there. He actually came and performed it like uh, because he didn't get to when he was nominated because, you know, he's like he's older now in a better place. Mm. Like He was like, you know, I should I should go like show yeah. up because, you know, they showed up for me by giving me the award. So it was kind of cool that he had that like kind of full circle moment with it. Um, I mean, I, I prefer his Oscar yeah. win for, for mm-hmm. a rap song over three, six mafias because uh, <laughs> three, six mafia has an Oscar, too. <laughs> somehow that's somehow. crazy man <laughs> somehow that, some that, that's doesn't make sense the universe i don't understand whatever <laughs> i guess yeah. i mean good for them um well yeah there wasn't really much so else juicy, to... yeah so juicy j that's who that's who has the oscar then juicy j and <laughs> yeah and they, and they performed this like performed the song like there and they yeah it was and then they won what movie was that for uh hustle and flow okay like you can tell, like it's funny because yeah, we're gonna talk right. a little, we're gonna talk a little bit about the Oscars, but it's funny because like the Academy tries to do so many things sometimes to like to look cool, and I, I'm sure giving them the Oscar, they were like, oh, we'll look cool if we do this. Uh, they have their moments when they for try. Three Six Mafia, maybe, but for for Eminem, I think for sure, like that was just well deserved. Oh no, yeah, like the Eminem one was like a legit. This is a good song. This is a well made uh, song for a film. So like I I fully support that one i just like the three six mafia one i still it's been years and i still scratch my head i just don't i don't understand it yeah. <laughs> but you know whatever i mean it's what it is i mean they got an oscar man and like and then and then when they get their oscar they, they had a reality show at the time and they were just kind of like doing all the wrong things with it like, they like taped it to the hood of their car and like they're driving around places and i was like i'm sure the academy then was like what the hell did we do <laughs> Who do we give this yeah. to? <laughs> Disrespecting the award for sure. Yeah, it was like, oh god, this is why you can't you can't give people certain things, man. It, they, take, yep. they don't know how to don't know how to like appreciate it. <laughs> Taping the Oscars. Hey, they want it. <laughs> they want it. They get to do whatever they want with it. I uh, yeah, I guess if they want to throw it around like a football, they want to like you know. Yeah, I guess yeah, to each their own. But speaking of the Oscars, I am not going to necessarily talk about everything that got nominated, but I do want to present something to you. Because, like, the good thing about you on here is that, like, I work in media and then you're just a casual moviegoer. And then a lot of this, yeah. a lot of the things with the Oscars, like, every year, it's always, like, who has seen any of these movies that got nominated? Because they really don't really, they really don't pick popular films. Mm-hmm. And there's, a, and it's always a debate every year, right? So, like, I think we mentioned before a few episodes ago that uh, Sony did, a, like, a whole four-year consideration campaign for Spider-Man. Because they were, were like, oh, it's a shot. You know, it's, 
It got good reviews. It made a lot of money. Spider-Man only got one nomination uh, this year, and it's for visual effects. I knew it was going to get a Best Picture nomination, but some people thought it was. A lot of people, since the nominations have come out, though, have been like, the Oscars are very out of touch with what regular people want. And this isn't just like regular people saying, like, Kevin Smith came out and said, like, how do you, out of those 10 slots, how do you not give a nod to Spider-Man. It was the most popular movie that came out last year. It made a lot of money. It's not like it's a bad film. It got good. It actually has a better better run tomato score than like several of the movies that got nominated for Best Picture. Mm-hmm. And then Jimmy Kimmel said the same thing because uh, he, he mentioned that The Power of the Dog got nominated for 12 Oscars. And he said that's the number of people that have actually seen it, which is not, not yeah. wrong, I guess. But uh, if I gave you like a few of these, like if I threw a few of these names out there, like name, like, like just be like, I've heard of it. I've never heard of it. Or I've, I've seen it. And like, out of the whole yeah, thing. Sure. So like, I yeah, know you saw Doom. Yeah. I know you saw Doom. So like Doom is like probably yep. the most popular one that got nominated. Belfast. Yeah. Coda? Nope, never seen it. <laughs> I, I've heard, I, I only have heard of it like just because of that we've talked about it. I've never seen it. I don't. I've never even seen a trailer. Let's see. Uh, Licorice Pizza. I've seen a lot of commercials for it. Still haven't made my way to go see it yet. So I think I mentioned Belfast. That's it's a small movie though. Like a lot of people still haven't seen it. It actually has I think seven nominations. So it's the third out of the the ten. Don't look up. Yeah, I thought I thought it was. Now you, yeah, that's because it's now that's easy easily accept, uh, accessible because it's on Netflix. The interesting thing about Don't Look Up, though, is that it has it, it's the only rotten uh, movie of the nominees. It has it has a 58% on Rotten Tomatoes. Really? So Rotten Tomatoes posted a photo of all the movies with their scores. And then, like, everyone was like, Rotten Tomatoes is throwing subtle shade because, like, they were like, one of these things is not quite like the other because it's not, it doesn't have, like, it doesn't have glowing <laughs> reviews. Yeah. Yeah, a lot totally. of people. I thought it was good, though. I thought it was, like, kind of- yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I, I think a lot of people kind of didn't like it be, or critics didn't like it because they think it's like too heavy handed in this message. I actually didn't think it was that heavy handed. You know, it is what it is. But I mean, it's a satirical movie for the sake of being a satire. So it's like you have to kind of take it as face value for what it's going to be. And right. I mean, even with the commercials and the portrayal of the president and the chief of staff and everything like that like even just the portrayal of that is so far-fetched but also kind of realistic in the sense of that's that could be what happens in the future because it's all about image and the whole point of the movie is to make a mockery of what a situation like that would be right and that there's only a few characters who are who are really kind of do you really not see the big deal and so i think a lot of the critics took that as oh, it's, it's too heavy because this could, like, it hit close to home. And I think that was the point of the movie, but a lot of people didn't like that. Exactly. I agree with that. Um, I'm going to throw another one at you. Uh, have you heard of Drive My Car? <laughs> no. It's from Japan. <laughs> um, it, has, okay. it, has several no- it has several nominations, and it is nominated for Best Picture. Yeah, I mean, like, a lot of these are just, like, do you agree that they are out of touch? Or is it just, like, you know, if you want to win, like, a popular award then like why don't you just like cater to like the mtv movie awards or something like the oscars are are made for like these like prestigious movies or should they be more open to like nominating stuff that people have actually seen because they what because they wonder every year why viewership is down like the oscar ratings have gone down like every single year in the last few years and a lot of that has to do with like people not knowing the movies mm-hmm. yeah i think for sure that it's typically the ones that people are lobbying for right. so it's like if you want to win an award, you got to put the work in with the people that are going to host the awards, give the awards, 
and the people that uh, and basically cater to what they think and what and what they agree with and that right traditionally speaking has been a lot of sort of old time and out of touch uh characteristics with movies i think and what it is now and what i think now is that there's such a influx of content that's out there that regardless of what gets chosen to be given an award there's going to be some things that are going to get missed out and not given the recognition and the credit that they deserve just because there's so many things out there that are so creative and so good but small budget films are not going to get an oscar uh nowadays i mean unless you're spending 90 to 150 million plus you're not going to be really up there with the category of oh the cinematography wasn't that good or even having the budget for an actor that's couldn't get uh nominated for something um but i think a lot a lot of it has to do with it's either too cliche or too edgy and so i'm, I'm guessing drive my car in japan just from the name just from the name and kind of like hearing that it's been nominated for things i'm guessing it's a super dark film about like a sticky situation and something that's either really hard to watch or um, just, and just like about like classism and stuff. And so those kind of movies always do well with critics and stuff. Whereas something like don't look up that has even just the nature of fun and has some comedic moments is not even uh, it'll get a nomination because of something, but I, I was actually surprised that it even got nominated. But um, I mean, yeah, it's kind of been around like all awards season too. I was surprised based on like the reviews that it was like that it it made the list. But I mean, award though, all award season, it seems like uh, every award show has loved it. I loved it enough to nominate it. Um, Mm -hmm. And like that sometimes happens, you know, like uh, there was a few uh, few years ago, like more than a few years ago, there was a movie called Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close. Uh, yeah, it was about like 9-11 or like loosely kind of mm-hmm. about 9-11 that movie didn't get good reviews at all and it got nominated for best picture this is when like they started upping the number of nominees they can have for best picture it used to be just five yeah and then you know they call it the dark knight rule because like after the dark knight they get nominated for best picture that year everyone was like how did it not because it was one of the best movies of the year and then that's when the academy was like okay we'll do like we'll do 10 and mm-hmm. and stuff like the blind side sneaks in like right because i'm not saying that the blind side is bad but like it's it one of the best movies of that year that it came out like maybe not mm-hmm. it, it's more of like a crowd-pleasing movie than like an oscar movie yeah. but like that's what happens when yeah. you have like the 10 slots because it you know it gives you a chance to nominate something that's quote-unquote popular they did it with black panther um mm-hmm. the argument with black panther they're like well they've nominated that but why not spider-man but i think black panther was also like a there's like a cultural movement behind it i think that had a lot mm-hmm. to do with like why he got recognized with a best picture nomination um Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I think if they want more people to watch it, then they have to. I mean, they don't have to, right? Because they want you want to nominate the stuff that's the best. But like, you can't complain that no one's watching it if you're selecting movies that no one has seen. Like that, like like you have to go. What to, I'm like, interested. What I'm interested to think yeah. about is for especially with like this Marvel, the Marvel stuff is. It kind of makes me think about like when Return of the King for Lord of the Rings won whatever it was like. 20 oscars that want like the last year yeah. and i think i mean because they didn't really get nominated or even like kind of seen in the first two and then the last one was just kind of like all right you were you right these are good movies and people like them and so they kind of gave them the credit they deserved but i think since marvel has 
such an extensive plan for how many movies are coming out. There's not really like a, I mean, I guess Endgame was like a wrap-up story, but there's not really like a point in time where they could say, all right, here's the credit you deserve. Right, exactly. And and, and so like, there's not really like a finite sort of end to this universe that they can say, all right, congrats, well done. You've made a lot of money. Here's your awards for script, cinematography, special effects. Like I, I, I think Spider-Man will win special effects because not only does it deserve it but also um like that's their way of saying all right here's something that uh, <laughs> here's, here's your oscar yeah here's your oscar and now shut up shut <laughs> up and watch now, all you fanboys like be quiet <laughs> uh yeah i mean that i i agree i mean i think like actually i want to read what seth rogan actually had a really good quote about this because they asked him about the oscars and i think what he said kind of hit the nail on the head about why the general public just doesn't watch them much anymore and he just said, I don't get why movie people care so much if other people care about what awards we give ourselves. To me, maybe people just don't care. I don't care who wins the automobile awards. No other industry expects everyone to care about what awards they shower upon themselves. Which is true. I guess like, you know, it's like there is an air of like narcissism to it, right? To so watch a bunch of like famous rich people be like, oh, here's your award for all that good work you did. Um, but he has a point. I mean, why would regular people care about it? Like, I mean, unless you're like, and if you are regular, there's some regular movie going. A bunch of people who make, yeah, yeah. But it, it is it. The reason that people think it's important is because, like, this is what the people who make movies think is a good movie, and like that's what's annoying is because like yeah, and just they're telling make, and they're telling you what is this yeah, is it's movie. like this is good. So I <laughs> right. promise you, it's like well, I didn't like it, so, so like, it's kind of hard to, to. It's like there's there's not really any. It's such a gray area because if you disagree. They're like, well, fuck you. I'm a famous director and I've made a lot of good movies. So my opinion does matter. Yeah. But then if you say, oh, it is a good movie, then they're like, yeah, I know. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, there's just like, there's really this like air of like, there's this like arrogance behind it a little bit. Like, like, yeah. like if you were to, if you were to go, like, I, I, I was always have this problem like in film school because I like, I mean, I like the Oscars as like, I'm a movie person. But sometimes I don't like stuff that like they call like Oscar bait where you can tell like, like, oh, this movie was made to like, just woo academy voters and like there are some like movie snobs that are like the shit that gets nominated is their stuff like they are like this is like this is what good filmmaking is and like and then they kind of like make you feel stupid when you're like oh i didn't really like it or i didn't see it they're like oh why didn't you see it like well not even playing near me like well if you want to see like a good movie like you'll seek it out like that kind of like attitude yeah the the ones that i find hard that after when i finally do watch them they're good movies and but they're hard to watch it's, it's the ones that are like 12 years a slave or, right. or certain ones like that where it's like the subject matter is heavy the yeah. subject matter is heavy and it's about a time in our history that everyone learns about and so it's like yeah we have a terrible past but it's like why do you really need to put that like it, it's that movie to me it's incredible acting i love the main character the main actor who's he's such a great actor yeah but like what's what is the need to create a film like that to make people uncomfortable and yeah yeah you're right like i don't know this is a really messed up time but it it really is to me when i see a movie like that come out it's like oh you're just begging for the oscar yeah i know i know people even though i love this movie i know people felt the same way (laughs) when crash came out and it won uh because the subject matter is like super heavy um Mm -hmm. 
but yeah i mean there there are certain movies that are made like you can just tell like it's in their dna they're like this is mm-hmm. this is we want oscars <laughs> we just really really yeah. want oscars um mm-hmm. i was surprised by certain things that warning like so lady gaga was like nominated all award season for best actress at other award shows but they didn't nominate her here no um i think like penelope cruz got nominated for a movie called parallel mothers which again another movie that people haven't really heard of or seen no. um no. but i'm guessing she took her slot because that was the only person on that list that i hadn't seen previously on, on other lists no. um of course, her fans were like pissed. They were like all over the internet. And it wasn't like they were just saying like, oh, she should have been nominated. They started trashing the other women <laughs> who were oh, like nominated. Yeah. Of course, you can't just yeah. say like, oh, I wish she got nominated. You have to like no, it's, tear, it's, tear the other women down. It's Yeah, it's not <laughs> It's not they love Lady Gaga. It's they hate everyone else. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is too, I mean, like Lady Gaga campaigned her ass off for it. I mean, we talked about like how people campaign for awards. And I'm not saying that she wasn't good in it. I actually think that she's the one bright spot in a movie that's like a little mixed um but i i i, I guess you know it just shows you that every time like you, if you campaign campaign for it you don't necessarily get it all the time yeah. like you know like and she definitely put in like a ton of work she was still promoting the movie when it was clearly not in theaters anymore like it wasn't even making any more money <laughs> and she was still like promoting it so like you know i think that was good because i think she was proud of what she did for sure i think so too i think i I, I think it was more about that than like her being like stuck up and wanting the oscar i think like she was a little bit of both a little bit of both maybe a little bit of both (laughs) maybe a little bit of both i think she i think think she was more more just proud of her performance which i think she does as well deserved i i commend her for that so yeah i'm just glad they didn't nominate jared little i was like please don't ruin my you got a razzie dude you got a razzie the day the razzie nomination the day before yeah i was like that makes more sense good yeah i'm uh, glad that he got nominated for that because his performance is atrocious yeah and then one other snub i mean i know like we talked about dune i was surprised they didn't nominate the director i mean like you have a you have a movie that most people have said is like on like a book that's like unfilmable like they say you can't really make a movie out of that book and like mm-hmm. however you might have felt about like little things in it i still think that he created a visually like stunning like masterpiece and i think it's weird to have him be nominated for best picture and then not give him any credit for directing it and like and he got a ton of other like technical nominations but he's the one that's like steering that ship yeah so like i just thought it was crazy that he didn't get a nomination like yeah i think that's tough i think that's them kind of like what we were saying where it's like hey here's your nomination you're probably not gonna win but um congrats on making a good thing for nerds yeah, and like, and I honestly think they're trying to please nerds too by being like, "Oh, yeah. look, it got nominated for best picture. It's not going to win." Yeah, we respect <laughs> it. We respect but like, it, but we respect that's it. it. And, and we're going to give you're going to win a bunch of Oscars, and you're going to win all that like technical award stuff. Like, we'll give yeah. you that. And mm-hmm. I think that is their way of being like, "Hey, we gave your like sci-fi nerd." Yeah. Movie now get out. Now now go <laughs> ahead. <and laughs> go away. Yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, I mean, like, of course, I have to watch the Oscars for work, and like, mm-hmm. I I will be watching it. But, like, it, it'll be interesting to see what they do. I know that today they announced they're having three hosts. Uh, wow. And it's it's Amy Schumer, Wanda Sykes, and Regina Hall. So they Amy picked all women. Work. Yeah, they, pay, they picked all women. And, I, you know, that, that was probably like a calculated reason on ABC and the Academy's part. Um, but I can only really speak on – I don't mind Amy Schumer. I know you just said that, like, you don't like her. I don't like Amy Schumer. Uh, I don't mind her. And I think Wanda Sykes has her moment. She can be funny. And I like Regina Hall. She's funny. 
uh, just like I feel like three is like they're just grasping at straws, just trying to like get people to watch. And I think they're going to be a different host for each hour. So okay. like, um, but I think it's long. Oh yeah, no, yeah, and that's another reason why a lot of people don't watch the Oscars because it is longer than Titanic. <laughs> so yeah. like it like it's way too long, and it's not even like the fun award show. Like the Golden Globes, at least they're like sitting at like banquet tables and they're drinking and like they get drunk and like gradually when they're on stage you can tell that they're pretty drunk so at least yeah. that's fun <laughs> but the Oscar, yeah the like oscars that. are like stuffy they're like you're just like don't get to do anything fun yeah so like yeah that's another reason why a lot of people don't watch it anymore because it's three fucking hours yeah <laughs> that's ridiculous. people that are there don't like being there yeah but yeah we'll see how it goes and then it'll be funny it, I, I don't know what's going to win best picture but i have a feeling it won't be anything that's too popular and a bunch nope. of regular people are going to be like oh, i never saw it yeah. <laughs> i don't know what that is at uh, this point like it's it's gotten to the point of social media and um like online interaction that regardless of who wins there's always going to be a huge backlash and then everyone's yeah. going to go see it that's the thing is there's going to be a thing on netflix and hulu of this is what the academy award nominated and yeah. everyone's going to start watching those pictures so it's like no matter what people are going to start watching those things regardless of whether or not they think they're good movies and yeah. so they're going to get a lot of a lot more views and, and tickets sold because of uh, these awards that are thrown out there. Right. Well, and uh, more fun news, at least for me as a horror fan, uh, they officially greenlit Scream 6. So I don't know if we're supposed to call it Scream 6 because they didn't call the last one Scream 5 because they wanted us to pretend like it wasn't the fifth one. Yeah. Um, I don't know what they're going to call this one, like Scream Again or Screams. <laughs> or like they could do like a funny thing with like the S and make it a six or something. Yeah. Something. Uh, but um. It makes sense because, you know, it, it is one of the better reviewed movies of the franchise. It has a 78% on Rotten Tomatoes, so it's very fresh. Um, mm-hmm. It only costs $24 million to make and has made $128.4 million worldwide. So nice. there's a reason that uh, we're getting it. I'm surprised that they're going to start so soon. They're going to start filming this summer. Yeah. Which I guess means that they have, like, maybe they already had an idea of what they wanted to do. I think that they probably had something in the works already. They were just waiting for the okay. Yeah, and of course, when they announce uh, a new Scream, every single time, they don't really care about, like, the newer people. They all want to know, like, is Neff Campbell coming back? Is Courtney mm-hmm. Cox coming back? Of course. Um, Courtney Cox has said that if the script was good, she's always down to come back. Neff Campbell was basically, like, saying the same thing. If, like, if it made sense yeah. and the writing was good, she would... She, I mean, I guess they, they had a lot of faith in the guys who made this last one because they, I think all three of the legacy characters, and spoiler alert, one of them did not make it to the end. Sorry, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, poor David Arquette did not make it to the end. But, uh, yeah. but you know, they all, when they agreed to do the last one, they were all kind of like, okay, like, how do we do this without Wes Craven? Because, you know, he did the first four and he passed away after, like, maybe a year or two after doing the, the fourth one. So I think they were all kind of like, oh, like, do we really want to do this without Wes Craven? And, mm-hmm. you know, these guys, uh, to their credit, sent personal messages to all of the legacy actors and characters for this and basically pitched them on, like, the reason we make movies is because of Wes Craven. The reason, like, we, we got into this genre is because we love Scream and, like, they pitched them on, like, what the idea was. And that's what made all three of them come back. They were like, OK, I feel like it's in good hands with yeah. these guys um and that whole creative team is coming back um they didn't announce who for sure from the cast is coming back and of course social media only cares about f campbell and courtney cox yeah um, that's it. um but you know i know you didn't see it um but a lot of people have been like well 
is it time to kind of retire those two characters and just focus on the new people? Because they actually have a good set of new people that survived and they were really good in the movie. You kind of carry it on with them. Mm -hmm. Or is it just necessary if you're a screen fan that you need Nev Campbell and you need Courtney Cox? I mean, at the cert at a certain point, they've got to retire. So right. um, they they no matter what, someone's the legacy is always going to be hard to to pass on to um, the next generation. And we've seen that from all of these startups. I mean, we we even could say the same thing about Jackass uh, right, with right. those new characters coming on. Like, is it still Jackass? Who is there? Is is it even the same thing? Right. Um, but no matter what, I mean, the franchise is successful as long as they continue to keep the the story and the writing good and keep the same feel for that franchise. Yeah. And regardless of who's going to be in there, um, it's, it's going to be successful, I think. And um, I mean, it, the last thing you want is to kind of smear the name of it right. by creating something that everyone hates and everyone doesn't like, right. uh, because that in turn will not make money and then they're going to have to stop it regardless. So it's like, yeah. I think I'm always up for the end on a good note. And so yeah, and then um, this last one was it, it. I mean, I think this one got the fandom back a little bit. I mean, Scream 4 has like a mixed reaction from a lot of people. Um, for the most part, I think everyone enjoyed this. I mean, they liked that, like, there were cool new characters and like you brought some of the older characters back. They didn't feel like they were like forced into it. Like it was like, yeah, they, they, they didn't feel like shoehorned in basically. Um, you know, I, I don't want to say Paramount got lucky. I, I mean, I think they knew what they had. Paramount knew how to promote it. Um, and I think the the years between like Scream Four and this one, there was enough time that had gone by where people were kind of hungry for it. They were like, okay, I, I can accept another one. And mm -hmm. you know, like it's silly, but like I think calling it Scream and not Scream Five that does help too, because like because yeah. hor horror movies when you start throwing the numbers at the end of them, um, everyone's like, like, oh, another, another one. Another like you one. can trick people in the marketing, being like, oh, is this like a fresh take? Is it like a reboot? Is what is it? Mm -hmm. And then yeah. Then it gets viewed as like it's like starting it's over. Own thing, yeah. It's own thing. You know, they did that with like Halloween, with like you know Halloween 2018. They're like, all right, we're just gonna disregard all those sequels and just this start just over. Halloween. Yeah. yeah. Um, my only thing about Nev Campbell and Courtney Cox, if they want to come back, I don't okay. I don't want to see just as a fan, I don't want to see Sydney die, I don't want to see Gail Weathers die, but it becomes like ridiculous, right? If you've gone six times and they've managed to survive like every single they've got to have the best death out there that's if yeah they either have to like yeah they have to make them go out in a blaze of glory if they're going to do it but like does it like stretch but they like stretch credibility if you keep they keep surviving like over mm -hmm. and over again and like i mean that's the only reason i think they killed off david arquette because they were like okay we have to get rid of one of them so like yeah. so it's not so it doesn't seem like ridiculous that they're still going and like and I, we, you know, we've talked about it before when we did the anniversary episode, when we were like, "Oh, who out of the three, who would we rather see go if we had, if they had to go?" And we all quickly were like, "David Arquette," <laughs> and not that we don't like him, and yeah. just like you don't want to see like you grew up with Sydney, like you know, she's been like the final girl of these movies since the beginning, and like to an extent, so mm -hmm. as like Courtney Cox, like you know, they that that their relationship in the movies has like evolved over time as well. Um, you don't really want to see him go, but like it has to be like realistic too, like. Sydney has Sydney has to eventually point you got to. She has to end up on the wrong side of the knife eventually, right? <laughs> like I don't know, um, but yeah, it's gonna gonna yeah, it's gonna happen. Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad we're getting another one just because I just 
I thought the last one was really good. And, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm, and I'm, I'm, I love the guys that did this. I mean, I don't know if you saw Ready or not. They directed that movie. Um, it's about like a, basically this girl is marrying to this family and like she, on the day that she's marrying her husband, like the family basically plays this game of like hide and seek and like they try to kill her. And if she survives, that means that she's a part of the family. So there's a lot of like humor in it that mm-hmm. like, that is very reminiscent of Scream. So you could tell that those guys were like the right people to do it. Um, yeah. So like, I, you know, I'm confident. That sounds that, interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm confident that uh, it'll do well. Um, so the last thing in news I want to kind of, there's two, there's a twofer. Um, Euphoria got renewed for third season, which is great. Um, mm-hmm. But um, Euphoria, uh, in the last few weeks, I, I guess all of season two, like viewership is up 100% from season one. Um, and each episode That's has grown. Crazy. Each episode has grown in viewers uh, each week. Um, that has also made it a, a target of like a lot of uh, people who don't like the subject matter. Uh, Dare was one of them. Dare mm-hmm. came out and basically said like, "Oh, this show like glamorizes drug use, mm-hmm. violence, and sex," and that basically basically said that they would love to be invited on as consultants to properly tell a story about uh, drug addiction and like all that other stuff. Um, uh, my, my issue wow. is like, if you watch it, if you watch the show, I don't think no one on that show is happy and no yeah. one on that show is like having a good time. So I really don't think it does glamorize any of that stuff. In fact, I think it is a big cautionary tale on this is how I, I don't want my life to be this way. <laughs> um but dare yeah. seems to think that i mean it's you know, like saying breaking bad is, is yeah but i think the so. issue is that it's it's aimed at uh, so zendaya always says the show is not aimed at teenagers but like we we do know that a lot of young people watch euphoria it's like the youngest skewing show on hbo yeah. um but i don't think it is made necessarily mm-hmm. for them um even though it is a show involving like kids are in high school i don't think i think it is made for mature adults um Mm-hmm. The, the complaint is that, you know, since it is, it, it involves teenagers uh, doing drugs and having sex and it's really violent. And uh, they think that the show should have more responsibility uh, with its audience to maybe not show all that stuff. But like I said, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I disagree. hate, yeah, I disagree too. And I hate, I hate um, when this kind of happens because I don't think you give credit enough credit to like people who are watching. Yeah, there might be a pocket of people that see that show and like maybe want to do that, but I think majority of people who are watching it are not being like, "I want to do that." That looks cool, and I think it, it, I think it kind of like is insulting yeah. to their intelligence to kind of say that they can't handle it if they were to see it. I yeah, I just personally the responsibility of the show to to, exactly. to do that. I mean, if, if if viewers are upset about that, then they should go watch a PBS after school special. I mean, it's it's literally it all comes back to like, all right. Well, oh, is if you don't want them to watch it, don't let your kids watch it. Like, there's there's literally no reason for a show to have the to um, censor itself authority and right. the responsibility to to teach to teach it's a, it's a it's a show that's about a horrible situation in high school that involves drug use right it was not what happens yeah like and you know you know, <laughs> euphoria did not invent drug use by the way so you know it's a, <laughs> it's very much been around forever um and that's not going to change and that show's not going to yeah having the show having and i 
I'm all about like artistic freedom and I wouldn't want to see a show try to censor itself to like please uh, Dare or any other group basically. Yeah. That being said, the last two episodes have been uh, crazy. Uh, I'm not going to go into it, but I just, I just, like, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like Zendaya is just like giving me more envies now. Like she, like she killed it the last, the episode before last. I, I was just like, I'm just blown away by, I mean, I know you, you feel the way you feel about her, but she was so good. <laughs> just so good in the last uh, episode they did. So now that we're done talking about the news, uh, we're going to introduce yeah. again, back for the second time. And you'll, you'll officially be on twice this week because our valentine's day episode came out today yeah and now jenny's back to talk about football back to talk about <laughs> football um you can tell about cat in front of me who i was rooting for yesterday oh yeah <laughs> so it's so that so do they come like are they like your second choice if you can't have cleveland no i actually hate the Bengals, but i have oh, to pick ohio oh. over everyone <laughs> being from cleveland i'm a I'm a who day for one day. Uh, yeah. So what was interesting, like really quick, I didn't know that there were so many Bengals fans in Hermosa Beach. I like that they just come out yesterday. <laughs> no, because everyone from Ohio leaves Ohio because who wants to be there? Oh, and I can here. say that because I'm from there. <laughs> and now they're all here. Oh, and now God. they're all here. They're, they're, their emotions were running high like at the yeah. place I was at <laughs> yesterday. Yeah, it was at, at it was at Tower and Junkie. They were just like, uh, <laughs> I felt bad because like I, this one guy, he was young. He, he was young. I think he was like at least he was twenty one. We started crying. Oh. <laughs> um, and I've always like I've seen my friends cry over sports, and I'm always like I I can't understand it. Where I'm like, oh, like you don't even know them, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> That's like your team. It's you are like born and raised on. Yeah. So since the Super Bowl was yesterday, it made sense to like talk about uh, some of our favorite football movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're gonna make this quick because it's actually Valentine's Day today, and th- these two got places to go. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I uh, I picked three that I like enjoy a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do want to I want to ask too because out of every type of like sports movie, the football movie is probably like my favorite of the. Yeah. Um, and I know people like to talk about baseball because like Bull Durham and Field of Dreams and. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. There's something about football movies, even though like I've never played football. Uh, I don't have a team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still, I still enjoy them though. I don't know what it is, but I do. They, 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 they think the thing about football movies for sure. Like the thing about football movies is that with baseball, it's a lot of individualistic type of movie. Like it's about one person. person. For football, it's about the whole team, camaraderie, competition, the coach who might have had a hard time but needs to bring all these different types of people together and then winning just as a group I mean for me it's like nostalgia I grew up in small town Ohio and so you know I grew up Friday nights going to football high school football games Saturday night going to college football games Sunday night my parents had tickets to the Browns and so for me it's just like that family feel good fun and it brings me back to being a little girl with the stupid little pom-pom in the stand and it just feel good Yes. All right, Jenny. So ladies are first. I wanna All right. wanna know like what are your go-to if you have to pick like two or three football movies? I mean, cliche, remember the Titans always. I mean, beyond the fact that it's just a good story, it's a feel-good story. I used to be a history teacher, so I love the history that comes with that movie. And then Blindside, again, just a feel-good movie. You leave feeling happy. Um, if I want to cry Friday Night Lights, the movie, not the TV show. Oh, you don't like the TV show? Just, I prefer the movie. Mm-hmm. I haven't, I will be honest though, I've only seen an episode 
episode or two of the TV show. Yeah, you know what? I I think I prefer. Oh, God, it's hard because the Friday Night Lights is a good show. I uh, wow, I'm about to think on that one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I I really enjoy Friday Night Lights too as well. Uh, and you're right, it is a a highly emotional one for sure. It's like a roller coaster. At every given moment, you're like happy, and then you're sad, and then you're like they're gonna win, and then you cry. Right. Mm. And then, like, with the blind side, um, well, I mean, I'm just playing devil's advocate. Is the blind side, do you like the whole, like, family part of it more than, like, because I feel like it's more of, like, a family film more than a football film. But I know football is, like, very much a part of it. But, like, which part of that, which aspect of the movie yeah. do you like the most? Um, it's hard because if I didn't know the reality, like, I've been, yeah. um, and Michael he, Orton, Michael, Michael Orton, and he very much hates the film. And so if I didn't I know about that, those yeah. interviews, I would say the family aspect and, you know, like the, the chance that he's given that not everybody has the opportunity for and the generosity of the family. But then hearing those interviews, it sounds very skewed. And it, like it, that takes it away from me. Like when yeah. I watch a movie, it doesn't quite feel as good knowing that he, and I don't know if it's that he doesn't necessarily like the movies or he thinks it was portrayed inaccurately. I think he pointed, he did point out there's several, th- well, more than several things in the movie that either didn't happen or like were exaggerated. I I do think it's interesting that he did promote the movie. Like he went to the premiere, like he was involved a lot in that. I was surprised when he did say what he said about it though. And it was after it came out that he said those right, things. Right, and based on a true story means obviously there's going to be some drama dr- dramatization mm-hmm. yeah. I said that. I, let me try that again so playlist can edit <laughs> right way um, <laughs> sorry playlist um but like obviously there's going to be some dramatization of what actually happened it's a film they need to get people invested and so Looking back, I don't know if his frustration is with the idea of this like white savior complex of this mm-hmm. white wealthy family comes yeah. in and saves. I'm glad me. you said it. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was I thinking mean, about it. But I, I think that is well, like some kind of, of the issue with that people take. They also it. kind of portray him as being just a dumb, dumb, g- dumb kid. And I guess he wasn't. Like he just, said that he wasn't. Just, like no, wait, he, he was a smart kid. guy, and yeah. they were like, "Oh, he's dumb, and all he is is a big dude who could play football." Right. Like, yeah. That's not really kind of what happened. But you would think if he was promoting the films, he would have gone and watched them and pointed out the things that he felt didn't accurately portray it. And I would be interested to know what his feelings are on his actual, like the real life Sandra Bullock character. You know, I'd be interested if he is frustrated now that he's older and he looks back on the situation, if he thinks that it was that white savior complex or just the way it was portrayed in the movie, like real life versus the movie version. I think he just pissed because it wasn't actually Sandra Bullock. And he just wishes Sandra Bullock. Wishes <laughs> Sandra Bullock saved his life. <laughs> yeah, I'd be curious to know if he is still how connected he is with that family. So, I mean, I haven't. I mean, I've, I haven't really ever heard much about it since the movie came out. Um, mm-hmm. you know, what his relationship is like with it now, but I mean, I do. It is even if it is kind of dramatized a bit. Like there is this whole like inspirational aspect to that movie that you can't really ignore, right? It's like so. It still makes you feel good. And it's cool to see him succeed, even if uh, even if it wasn't 100% accurate. <laughs> totally. Um, oh, and yeah. what's your favorite? Um, well, I'm going to go with two. I know uh, you guys will probably make fun of me for, for sure. But I'm going to go with uh, The Longest Yard, Adam Sandler version, <laughs> and um, Leatherheads. I'm going to go with two comedies, baby. Let's go. That combo. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's really saying something for Owen because he really is not an Adam Sandler fan. I'll, I take my you like I, Big I Daddy. Yeah, very, yeah. We talked about this on the yeah, last. Yeah. Episode. <laughs> no, that movie. Yes, we'll watch it without him. We don't yeah, need him. No, I, I, I like <laughs> Nelly and Adam Sandler. I just <laughs> it's it's a it's great, man. It's great. They're just laugh along movies that you can kind of watch at any time. And there's, I mean, Chris Rock is in it, man. Like it's it's awesome. In a football movie? Yeah, he's in Longest Yard. Yeah. I'm thinking of Kevin Hart. <laughs> no, definitely not, definitely not Kevin Hart. <laughs> oh, the very definition Sorry, of Kevin like Hart. short and black and must be Kevin Hart. I was like, how did they portray him as a football player? <laughs> yeah, that would never It wasn't him. No. He was short and black. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? I'll be honest. I haven't seen that movie since it came out. Um, so I don't really remember much about it. I do remember like enjoying it at the time when I saw it. Um, like it is what it is. Like Adam Sandler's like really hit or miss for me. And I remember that one being like kind of like a hit. Like it was like like kind of liked it. Yeah, um, no, it's funny. Okay, fine. I'll embarrass I'll embarrass you with one of my choices because I always pick this one. Um, I love varsity blues, even though it's more of a team, mm-hmm. probably more of a varsity team film. Probably more of Van a team film than a football baby. movie, <laughs> but it's like it's I think it's good, and I think um and I know like it's not 100 percent accurate either, but like from what I've seen like documentaries and stuff about high school football in texas uh they are super mm-hmm. passionate about it and it's, yeah, like, it's, it's like intense. do or die yeah it's, it's like time. church for them and like yeah when I, when I watched that movie and see like all the pressure that their parents put on them i was like how accurate is that but then apparently it's a very fairly yeah. accurate uh like football is life uh for them yeah. um i also like friday night lights um it's that's one of my favorite football movies and then um i'm gonna give it up to uh any given sunday as well okay. i yeah love uh one i love any okay i mean i'm gonna throw a, i'm gonna throw a tv show in the ring here do we think this is a football movie uh blue mountain state oh yes i haven't heard the name blue mountain state in so long <laughs> Like, yeah. is that a football movie or is that like it's, a frat house well, okay. comedy, there college coming of age? Both totally. Show. Like, there's football in it. <laughs> both totally. Because Blue State actual movie was god awful garbage. <laughs> it was so bad, the movie. But the show, the show is just basically, I mean, when I, I remember I watched an episode when I was in high school and I was like, I cannot wait to go to college. <laughs> Let's like, go. College is like, <laughs> this is exact, and it's, not at all what college is like yeah. <laughs> um but it's like just it, it's such a great um just fun stoner yeah. raunchy that you are 18 years or older please enjoy <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah i haven't i feel like it fits into the whole like dumb frat comedy thing <laughs> Go ahead, G. yeah i was just gonna say if it's into the frat comedy do an episode on life i was in a sorority he was in a fraternity yeah. at two schools that are very well known for greek life and so i think it'd be yeah. fun to talk about how I accurate it is you know, like the yeah. stereotype i uh, think we do about to be on our third episode in the future <laughs> <laughs> just warming my way right on um, it. yeah <laughs> I, like i love yeah i haven't heard that name in so long i i uh i had a friend that loved everything about that and uh maybe watch it and like yeah yeah I, i'll give you that one i'll give you that one um a good, good and then like i also love i also love any given sunday too because I, I appreciate any good uh al pacino monologue where he's yelling a lot he yells a lot in any given sunday <laughs> uh yep. and also cameron diaz holds her own in like a shouting match several times with al pacino in that movie and that was like early in her career so i was like 99 so like she was still like not quite cameron diaz yet uh 
but yeah, like she holds her own pretty well uh, against him in that. And uh, also, just love Jamie Foxx as well. Jamie Foxx is the man. I love him. On yeah. top of that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like, I don't, I don't think there's like any bad like football uh, movie at all, really. Um, but yeah, yeah, there's some good ones out there. Hold on one second. Okay, you're going going off. <laughs> <laughs> there's people talking. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I think we all named some good ones. I'm I'm gonna give uh, oh, and I'll I'll take the longest yard from you, even though I feel like it'd be like a little better, but like it's fine. I'll, I'll give you the longest yard. <laughs> yeah. But uh yeah, this is fun. I mean, like I, you know, Jenny, it's so weird to say that you were on last week because it came out today. But Jenny is on our episode that's out today, and she talks really well about romantic comedies. And uh she says she is not good at talking about movies, but I think mm-hmm. she's doing a pretty good job. Good job. <laughs> so well, thanks, G. So it's I easy think, when I, I have my two like, when it's in your wheelhouse. Like, like, yeah, when it's in your wheelhouse, and like uh, I like like I like the idea of like the whole frat uh, um, comedy thing. That'd be really fun. Yeah, that's that'll be yeah. Good and what's fun about doing this is, I mean, for the listeners out there that don't know all of our contacts and our relationship, Gaius is one of my best friends, and obviously Owen's my guy. And so this is stuff that we really do talk about when we're out at the bar on a Saturday night, sh- the shit together. So this is authentic, and it's easy for me to fall right into that with you yeah, guys. The only yeah. difference is that we're doing it sober. Sober. Oh, we <laughs> yeah. can change sober. that for the frat episode. Frat episode, we'll do a we shot. We all have beers with us. Yeah, beer. And <laughs> we'll just see if we just gradually get drunk throughout the hour. <laughs> How that goes. Uh, um, well, yeah, we so might have to film that one on a Sunday. Right. So we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna wrap this one up, but uh, next week and I know Owen had narrowed it down to two movies. I don't know if he like shows which one he's gonna do yet, but next week will be Owen's uh, deep dive episode into what uh, every movie he chooses. Yeah. So uh, I know he narrowed it down to two. I don't know if he wants to like say which two, but they were both really good. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. So I narrowed my choice down to uh, Inception. But uh, and the other one, which I'm actually going to choose um, as uh, the movie that I'd like to cover, which is No Country for Old Men. Yes. So um, this we'll is just one of my favorite movies that one of the the only ones that I've actually written a review on that is just in my iPhone app notes. It's not for, for the, the beginning of his podcast career. Yeah. In that notes in those notes for public to read. Yeah, just I think it's just one of the great movies that I love about where the dialogue does all the talking. And uh, that's one of my favorite things about it. Plus, Javier Bardem is deathly scary. So hopefully, you guys, uh, when you listen to this, please give that a watch so that you can um, listen to our discussion about it and see whether or not you agree with what we have to say. Yeah, uh, I haven't watched that movie in a while either. So I'm going to be fun to like check that out this week and rewatch it and kind of get familiar with it again. Yeah, kind of see what you dive into with it. Because I, I remember reading your, uh, I remember reading you sent me your like the review from like your your phone uh yeah you really like you were really like detailed about like what you liked and like you know mm-hmm. but like but wrote it like you know like you know this is just i'm just a guy who just likes movies and it's not really like yeah. more breaking down like you know like shots and like all that other stuff it was just you know the how you honestly felt while you were watching it so i thought that was cool so it'll be cool to see yeah. how it, if your perspective changed on it all and how it evolves which would be kind of cool yeah definitely i can't wait to watch it again and just kind of i mean every time i've watched it it's been I noticed something different that I enjoy. So can't wait to see it again and talk about it more. Nice. Well, as usual, man, you get to sign us off. 
Perfect. Yeah. I mean, as always, guys, we're a playlist original and we're actually doing it a little earlier today. We did it at uh, five o'clock. So not got the uh, the total Monday scaries and we're not completely <laughs> dead at the end of uh, end of our recording. But uh, this is the best thing to do. I love having Jenny on and hearing her take on a few things. And so um, hopefully you guys enjoyed the rom-com episode. It was one of my favorites that I've recorded. So yeah, everyone give that it. a listen. It's um, definitely a good take on everything. And thank you guys for listening. We love doing this and can't wait to uh, dive deeper into some even more specific topics. I mean, every single week we come up with more things and it's just, um, yeah, let us know what to talk about. We'd love to do it. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me on. No problem. You will be back again. <laughs> you will see me in the future. Yes. All right. Peace out, guys.